KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. The Oklahoma City Thunder have done it! They've done it. And honestly, guys, it's so crazy we're having to start this show off that way because... Who would have thought that the Thunder would have put themselves in this kind of position at the very end of the game? After this entire game, they were leading the way, pretty much taking this win. It looks pretty easy for them. They looked very physical out there. Guys like Chris Paul, Shigelis Alexander were just sealing it up. They were ready to fight. They were not going to make this a game. Oh, but... Just wait. Because the Detroit Pistons decided to make it a game. They came back from a 16-point deficit, put the thunder on their toes. However, thank the good Lord above, Danilo Gallinari decided to play on the second night of a back-to-back because he basically sealed it, and the thunder did take a 114-107 win over the Pistons. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, welcome in. I am joined with a star-studded cast tonight here in the Franchise Studios. I have Mr. Brady Trantham alongside me, per usual. Hello, Hello. Brady. Hello. What's up, everyone? And I have Mr. Ryan Chapman here in studio with me also. I think the Pistons put the thunder on their heels, not on their toes. Yeah, but I mean, if you get excited, like, don't you get on your toes? Yeah, but I think the Thunder almost pooped their pants there in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, but that, of the that's excitement, this game, this game was mind-bottling. <laughs> and also, we have the great, the legendary Mr. Matt Burton behind the glass, keeping us on air and making sure we don't say anything stupid. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. He's What's behind going the, on, guys? He's behind the glass because he's in quarantine right now. He is in quarantine because everybody is dying. You look like Baker producer- Mayfield. Has anyone ever told you that? Yes. All the time. All the time. I love Cheesecake Factory. What? Oh, Oh, yes. Well, anyway, welcome in, everybody. This is going to be a good show just because at first I was watching this game thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to talk about for this entire hour except for, hey, the Thunder handled the Pistons exactly how they should have. Whoa. Well, first of all, who are you? You didn't introduce yourself. Oh, I didn't. You're right. Yeah. I am Madison Morris. Yeah, you are. I am Madison Morris. I was going to say, hopefully you are. I It'd be very awkward. Yeah, this would be awkward because that, I don't know, someone would be taking my job and I'm not okay with that. The Thunder won! The Thunder won! Okay, Brady, let's go ahead and start with you. Break this down for us a little bit. Obviously, some good performances from different guys. Clutch situations came down to guys like Danilo Gallinari and uh, what'd you see out there? Well, early on, you could certainly tell that there was a little bit of energy. There was a little bit of a, I guess, a more of a want-to factor. I mean, the Thunder... They know what's kind of gone on the last two games, of course. 47-point defeat last Friday against uh, Giannis and the Bucks, And then, you know, a closer game technically against the Clippers last night in Oklahoma City. But make no mistake, that was a dominant performance by the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They're a title contender in their own right. And yes, the Pistons suck. They're an awful basketball team. Um, they insult me with the decisions they make out of their front office. They insult me with some of the players that they put out there. In fact, they signed a, ten, a guy on a 10-day contract today or whatever, Jordan McRae. And all I know that he did today was he got a technical foul. So congratulations, sir. Welcome to the big leagues. Having sir. said all that, the second night of a back-to-back on the road following two very disappointing losses and two very dominant losses, I might add, that's tough. It's tough to go on the road and win in the NBA. So I certainly like the Thunder's uh, effort, especially on the defensive end of the floor. It seemed like they were just throwing hands in every single passing lane, getting deflections. They had a, uh, a game-high 13 steals tonight. 
That really helped them uh, stretch out their lead to 16 early on. Kind of dominate this game uh, until about the midpoint of the fourth quarter when it all started to uh, potentially uh, leave them. But thankfully, like you said, Madison, Danielle Gallinari, it's a miracle. He's healed. Everything's fine. Nothing hurts anymore. Yes, he hasn't played on the last five second nights of back-to-backs for the Thunder. He played tonight probably because he understood yeah, we can't go on a three-game losing streak with Dallas <laughs> winning, with Utah winning, with Houston getting hot. Yeah, we gotta gotta go 100% tonight. Thunder did it. Uh, they made the plays necessary to get the win. I props to SGA for really carrying the load in the third quarter. There, I think the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, you might be able to chalk it up to. I know that they've performed poorly in their last two outings, so you want to have that intensity from wire to wire. But it is the second night of a back-to-back. When you get up on the road as much as Thunder did against Detroit, it might be natural just to kind of relax and be like, ooh, we got it. The tired legs kind of kick in. But SGA, incredibly efficient this evening and uh, really paced the way for the Thunder. And and then you got to give credit to the uh, starting lineup for coming back in and closing the game after the intensity kind of been switched off in the fourth quarter. Sometimes once you switch off, it's hard to recover. But after the Thunder got punched in the mouth there, Detroit actually took the lead after being down by so much. Thunder got back up and closed the game on a high note yeah no the uh it was good to see it was good to see Dennis Schroeder play good play good again I think I felt felt like he's kind of been slumping uh these past couple games and it was good good to see him 23 points nine assists tonight uh shot 50 percent from the field 50 percent from the lot or from uh, the three-point line um didn't miss a free throw uh it was really good to see Dennis come back and uh play play how he did I mean this entire season so it was good to see Dennis do that. Um, guys, the uh, the Thunder have a defense problem, though. They do. Thunder have a big defense problem. And uh, it is... Especially it against was, Christian Wood. You My can make, God! Yeah, you can make <laughs> excuses against the Milwaukee Bucks. You're like, okay, that's best team in the NBA. All right, that's fine. That happens. You can make excuses against the Clippers. You know, like, okay, yeah, Paul George, Kawhi, they're all healthy. Landry Shamit, yeah. Landry, Landry Shamit, yes, of course. <laughs> um, but tonight... Letting Christian Wood, I mean, he had a couple like uh, he had a couple uh, that were just you know, trash, whatever. But like Sfima Kai Luke, you're letting letting these guys hit wide open shots, and uh, yeah, it's just the defensive effort needs to uh, needs to pick up for sure. No, it definitely does, and honestly, that's exactly why they got themselves in that situation there in the fourth quarter, just because I felt like offense for both of these teams was not exactly a struggle. Every guy was kind of getting their shot. Yeah, there were some bad shots here and there. However, I felt like especially uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Chris Paul, those two got it really firing off for the Thunder offense to start it off. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, he really contributed well. Obviously, he had 19 points, especially that really crucial three there at the end. That pretty much sealed the entire game for them. So, I mean, yeah, and obviously, like, the Pistons, I noted this at the beginning of the game, they kind of got their offense firing, too. It took a little bit longer, but, I mean, it was a pretty, like, steady game there until at least halftime, just because good shots are being taken. Uh, I thought that both defenses were kind of just lagging, but, you know, obviously, if you're going to have a bad defense, if your offense is firing off, then you should at least be able to stay somewhat comfortable in this game. The Thunder kind of just took off after a while. Obviously, I said this before, they led by 16 at one point. Uh, they pretty much stayed at least 10 ahead of the Pistons for the entire game until the final, like, five and a half minutes. And that's when stuff got really interesting, Brady. I, I just, no. it, it got it got gross. And Detroit was just doing the same play over and over to get Sviatslav Mikhailuk 
who's known on Basketball Reference as the Ukraine maker. Think about oh. it. He makes it Ukraine. That's good. And he certainly did in the fourth quarter. He was three of nine. I feel like he hit all three of those uh, three-pointers in the fourth quarter to help the Pistons come back from a 16-point deficit and then eventually take a one-point lead with about two minutes left. They were just running the same pick-and-pop action, uh, getting the Thunder's defense uh, just swirling in, in, a, in a drain-like motion, if you will. Um, I, I don't know why I emphasize drain. But in my the drain. goodness, they ran the same play about five times and always see Mikhail Luke was wide open in the corner. With a one-point lead, they had a chance to go up by four. He was wide open. He just missed the shot. If he hits that shot, who knows if the Thunder are able to just basically course correct from that point on. Um, but that, I mean, Matt Burton kind of hit it right there. The defense is lacking right now. I don't know how much of that is just being demoralized from two bad losses. I don't know how much of that is just, you know, you come out of the all-star break firing all cylinders, you beat Denver, you beat all those other teams at very dominant uh, fashion, and you're bound to come back down to earth at some point. But you've got to hope if you're a Thunder fan with the Knicks, you know, you go go on the road to the Knicks. Hopefully, they go through the correct uh, entrance this um, in this particular situation. You don't want to get, or you're going to get you banged. don't want to get fined by Jim Dolan. That's a different story. <laughs> but you take care of business tonight. Good job. You got to take care of business Friday night. Then you're probably back, you know, in in balance with the force for a huge matchup Sunday mm-hmm. against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, no, that's it's going to be interesting. And Ryan, I was going to ask you, um, obviously we were just talking about the defense a little bit, and yeah, we said that the offense came out firing, but it's just, yeah. do you and your own thoughts, do you think it is because of these two bad losses, or do you think that might be, it, it might be just a lull in the season right now? I think it's just a little bit of a regression to the mean, honestly. Um, that great, great stretch of basketball that we saw where the Thunder played basically every other night they got into this rhythm and i think it was easy for them to just almost turn the brains off go on a cruise control and play good basketball now i think you're kind of saying they're having to work back through things or having some extra days off and then having back to back it's it's kind of a weird schedule and i think that we're kind of seeing that this is what the thunder team is they have enough talent that on any night they can put it together they can push anyone but they can also slip concentration a little bit they've had trouble the last three games defending the perimeter as we've said I just think this is what this Thunder team is, and and though it's still better than where what we thought it was at the beginning of the season, it's not this great force that can you know maybe push for the three C or you know some of the crazy yeah. things that were out there when they were on that magical run. But yeah. uh, I, I just think it's kind of what the Thunder team is. We're kind of seeing they had their great stretch of basketball, now they're kind of just falling back down to earth a little bit. And this is still a, a much higher floor than we thought coming into the season. So mm-hmm. no need to panic or anything. This is still a team that can easily. I could easily see them winning a postseason series, but it's just going to be a little bit tougher road ahead. And and real quick on that too, Brady, not shocking that Svi Mikhailuk, uh, a Kansas Jayhawk, would miss a big three early on in March. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, <Actually>. Christine. <laughs> Hello. Actually, Ryan, you really set this up great because I was going to ask all three of you before we got to our Thunder player of the game. Um, yeah, good for you. Yeah, here, flip it up. But, uh, Ryan, you said this is no reason to panic. Yeah, it's kind of that time of the season. I talked about this today, actually, with Todd Lizenby and Bob Prisbillo on the Dylan and Todd show this morning. Is there any sense of panic in this Thunder fan base right now? Yeah, they had those two bad losses tonight. Could have gotten really ugly if it weren't for guys like Daniel Gallinari. Is there any reason to panic right now, or is this just a, uh... Eh, you know, they're still getting wins. They're still squeaking them out, and that's going to be good enough. Matt Burton, I want to start with you. Um, I think I, I was starting to get a little worried. Um, but then you realize, you know, it's the Clippers, it's the Bucks. But then you're like, okay, no one here really thinks the Thunder can win a championship. 
Am I am I correct in my assessment here? You would be correct. Okay, cool. So whenever you have those two games against the Bucks and Clippers, you're like, okay, you realize how actually far away the Thunder are. Uh, I know those are one game sample sizes, but I was a little worried about how because uh, I, I I want the Thunder to maybe make it out of the first round, maybe shock someone. I think that they are talented enough to do that, but after seeing those teams who are at the highest level right now and how far away the Thunder are. I, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about maybe like shocking someone in the first round. But um, but yeah, as far as going forward, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with the Thunder team right now. I, I, will, I am more worried now than I was pre-All-Star break. No, I mean, if they're going to lose tonight, if they're going to drop this one up 16, then yeah, you raise all the red flags and you start worrying about are they going to... They might not drop it to the Knicks on Friday night because the Knicks are just laugh out loud terrible. But then they've got Boston on Sunday. They've got Utah Mm -hmm. and Oklahoma City on, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday after that Boston game. And then Minnesota's no... I mean, they're a bad to average team, but they've got talent. And we've seen Minnesota, although that was with Andrew Wiggins, come into Oklahoma City and have a lot of success. So... None of these none of these games coming up are really gimmies outside of the Knicks. So they had to win tonight in order to kind of get back and course correct and, and get back to where they were and all that momentum they lost after a 47-point defeat. I mean, I get it. The Bucks are good, and they're probably going to make the Eastern Conference Finals for all we know. And the Thunder aren't – they're exactly not there in terms of the talent gap. But that is that was a comical point differential – and then just getting dominated up and down the floor on both ends of the floor against the Clippers. Like, it makes sense, but still, it's not a good look considering all things. You had to take care of business tonight. And, you know, it wasn't pretty, but at the end of the day in the NBA, if you just get a win on the road, that's the important thing. Winning on the road mm-hmm. is difficult, and they did exactly what they had to do tonight. Yeah, I'm not panicking. I have the Thunder as the seventh most talented team in the West. I think that Dallas is a little more talented than the Thunder when they're healthy. The Thunder currently sit ahead of the Mavericks in the standings. So you're up one there on my book. So I'm not too worried about it, but you never want to have an extended period of just bad play, no matter if you're the Lakers or if you're my lowly Atlanta Hawks. Like you never want to see that. So it's it's good. It's cute. Yeah, it's good to get back on track, but I I would not be hitting the panic button, especially because this run-in isn't going to be the easiest run-in anyway. They've still got some interesting games left, so there's room to drop two or three more and that's why we said the the chase to get to 50 was going to be difficult because you're yeah. going to have to pop up and beat the bucks or the clippers or someone like that had to beat denver you got the win against denver so it started off early so i think everyone's expectations kind of were reframed yeah and maybe we're just now all remembering oh you can pop up and, and they're talented enough to catch denver on a night like that but maybe not consistently over seven games so we'll yeah. see Hey, good for them. They officially reached 38 tonight, and that was my, and well, I think Brady and I both kind of joked about this at the beginning of the season, our chase for 38 thing. Yeah, but we they thought did it. we thought Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari were going to be traded fairly quickly, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, the chase for 38. That, Get that, 38. They could certainly do that. and maybe, They did it, everybody. They They're did it in March. 38. Probably should have had it done already with some head-scratching losses yeah. throughout the season, but hey, they did it anyway. Hey, they still did it. Yeah, that's kind of what I said on Dylan and Todd's show this morning was just that, you know, I, I wouldn't hit the panic button yet if I were a Thunder fan because, you know what, this team, they have done some pretty remarkable things this season, uh, kind of despite how people were viewing them at the beginning of the season, how they kind of came in with a lot of new faces, how they had to really work on that chemistry and kind of recreate that. And so I wouldn't panic just yet, Thunder fans. I think that they still have a good stretch of basketball left, and I think that uh, they have some pretty good leadership on that court to get 
er done. And so with that, Matt Burton, talking about some leadership and some good guys out there, let's go ahead and do our player of the game. Now, the Franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmund. It's Isaiah Roby. Yes. Who? He, he like went to the blue, right? Mm, can't I can't remember. I think he got assigned to the blue today. Yeah. Well, Billy Donovan's right there, right behind you. Why don't you ask him? He's oh, on the tele- Billy. Ha- Hello, Billy. Hello, Billy. Yeah, good job. How's it going in Detroit? All right. Well, honestly. He, he was in total I don't give a crap mode tonight. <laughs> like, he just didn't t- button up the top button, didn't have a tie it's on. casual like, Wednesday. It's, se- it's second night of a back-to-back, man. It is. He's yeah. tired. He's like, man, I just want to sleep. And well, I don't blame I'm, him. I'm really, really tired. Just really, just really, really, really tired. tired. He's probably giving like one word answers all night. Just kidding. Anyway, guys, my player of the game tonight is going to go to Danilo Gallinari for obvious reasons. We have already kind of talked about the fact that he did hit that clutch three there at the end to pretty much seal the deal for the Thunder. And after that, they were able to get some good shots, uh, shoot some free throws. And Dwayne Wasey. Dwayne Wasey. Dwayne Casey. Nailed it. Dwayne Wade. No, Dwayne Casey actually picked up a technical foul there at the very end of the game. And that obviously. He was mad online. Yeah, he was very mad. That obviously gave the Thunder one more chance to shoot a free throw. And that was it, folks. So good for Danilo Gallinari. Matt Burton kind of said this earlier. He had 19 points, was 7 of 15 from the floor, shot 3 of 8 from the three-point line. And uh, yeah, he had seven rebounds. So he was a pretty efficient player out there tonight. He also stole the ball four times. So I thought he was just a pretty big force to be reckoned with. So he is definitely my player of the game. Had a great game tonight. And thank goodness that ankle is healed. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen to that. He is healed. He's healed. The Pope came back from uh, the Vatican and (laughs) touched his ankle or something. He did. It's it's a miracle. Is it my turn? It is your turn. It's my turn. Yay. I'm going to go Dennis Fuda. Because oh, the, no. like the Thunder were able to get up to a 16-point lead and really look like they were just going to walk away with this win. I mean, Detroit's bad. A lot of that had to do with, with Dennis Schroeder because in those moments where Christian Wood was hitting some trash threes that Matt kind of highlighted earlier, uh, he started off five. I think in the when the game was in doubt, he was five of five from the three-point line. He heaved up one late. He might have heaved up another one, finished five of six or five of seven. Uh, but when it mattered, he was five of five. He was hitting those in a good little pace in the middle of the game and it seemed like Dennis Schroeder was always just getting around his defender with ease getting to the bucket getting to the rim uh finishing at the rim he looked like the sixth man of the year Dennis Schroeder that's you know like the scoring was there against the Clippers not necessarily like both ends of the floor Dennis Schroeder not the type of scoring that we we've seen throughout Mm -hmm. the past few months and even before that it's been kind of like well the Thunder didn't really need him in some of those wins because they just dominated so hard uh, but this was a good little return to form game for Dennis Schroeder. He scored when it mattered. I like what I saw out of him on both ends of the floor. So he's my player of the game. I'm going to go with the man that I talked about earlier, Shea Gildas Alexander. Who's that? Yeah. Ooh. Poor guy. He was super efficient this evening. I think 12 of 15, 2 of 4 from 3. And in that third quarter when the Thunder really extended the lead, Shea was almost unplayable on the offensive end. Um, he was getting to the bucket with ease, which is something you like to see. And he was also doing it defensively, too. He had, um, I think, two steals, two blocks, and a few rebounds. So he was doing it on both ends, led the way scoring-wise for the Thunder. And he, he was a big reason as to why the Thunder extended that lead so big in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. Yeah, give me Dennis Schroeder. Talked about him earlier. 23 points, 9 assists. And um, had, a, had a couple big plays uh, towards the end. So it, it was really good to see Dennis get back to... Uh, Get back to his his six man of the year ways, as Brady said. A little bit of good Dennis tonight. 
Good, good Dennis. Dennis yes. He was not a menace. He was good Dennis. I would argue that I'm always good. <laughs> oh, by the way, he uh, took the jet back from Detroit and he is here on the show with us. So Hello. This is, this is very good. I did not shower. Forgive me if I smell. <laughs> hey, but we'll be joined a lot more by Dennis Schroeder. We'll talk about guys like Chris Paul, more Shagels Alexander. We'll talk a little bit of Steven Adams, Nerlens Noel, and uh, all those good friends when we get back after our first break. This has, or not has been, we're not going anywhere We're still yet. here. We're still here. You have us for two more segments, so please do not turn that radio dial because we have some great stuff to talk about. We might even talk about the coronavirus a little bit, so why would you want to miss out on that? Am I right? And everybody's eyes got real wide when I said that. Would Yay! You, would you like to touch my blonde spots? No, because I don't want to get the black plague. Uh, so we're... Well, the coronavirus is much more likely. Okay. Madison. Well. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to get the plague. That's what's going around don't right want, now. Don't want to get the plague, you. Yeah, I don't want to. So anyway, <laughs> let's take a break. And when we get back, more Thunder Talk here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome back in to the Franchise Thunder First Hit Post Game Show. If you are just now joining us, I'm Madison. That's Brady. That's Ryan Chapman. That's Matt Burton. And uh, also, this is going to be doubling as our OKC82 podcast. Just a heads up for all you podcast listeners, because after every single home and away Thunder game, Brady and myself do the OKC82 podcast. And anytime we are on the postgame show, which is pretty much for the remainder of the season. Hello. We are going to double this as the podcast. So if you did miss that first segment, you are in luck and you will get to hear it again. If you guys did not listen to the OKC82 podcast from yesterday's game, Please, oh my! Please go right now and turn it on. It was a doozy. There was no post game with OU Texas basketball, right? So Brady and Madison and the other member, Christine, whatever, uh, they oh, they were on it. Don't remember. And <laughs> and oh my gosh, I laughed and laughed. Yeah, and laughed. we were like, exhausted. Like Ryan said, there was no post game, so this was not like if you're going to go back and listen to last night's podcast, which I encourage you to do so. Please do. It's not we weren't on the radio. Yes, I'll, I'll that just, was not on the radio. I'll just say that much. So that should that should you know scurry on over to the podcast feed. Yes, um, but yes, after every home and away game, uh, but not neutral site games. Yes, we that, take those nights off. That's true. <laughs> Take that, Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Paul George go lose to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. Yeah. Without Kyrie. And this is like long before Kyrie Irving and Carousel. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is doubling as our OKC82 podcast. And like Brady and Ryan both said, please go listen to last night's and uh, do not bring your small children around because it is not appropriate for children. But this one is because we are on the radio. So we have to stay very radio appropriate. And so, uh, anyway, before we kind of move on, we're talking about the Thunder game. They did defeat the Detroit Pistons at 114-107, to barely. And so we have a lot more to break down about that. But before we do, I do want to hear from our fabulous producer, Matt Burton, because there were more games being played in the association tonight. So, Matt, take us around. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, she's dead. I like that little. I like that little dance party that we just had yeah. right there. We like all that. just had one. That was fabulous. Yeah, a little behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey Ryan, put your shirt back on. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, none of us danced. We just said that to make you think we were dancing. Yeah, I was. I'm incredibly sore. <laughs> we will start off today in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, uh, as the Bucks defeated the Indiana Pacers, one nineteen to one hundred. Uh, TJ Warren led the way for the Pacers with 18 points, and Giannis 
onto Takumpo. Who's that? 29 points, 12 boards, uh, and the victory. Oh, and that the sounds victory. good. That there, Giannis and Tatakana Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Um, the Cavaliers hosted the Boston Celtics tonight, uh, and Boston came away victorious, 112 to 106. Jason Tatum, 32 points, nine boards, six assists to lead the Celtics, and Colin Sexton had 41. Goodness, tonight. oh, man. 41 points tonight in a losing effort for Colin Sexton. Very, oh, don't say that word on the radio. Very Sexton. <laughs> the Greek God smiled fondly upon Jason Tatum this evening. <laughs> Um, the Brooklyn Nets tonight hosted the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, gosh. And they did not score over 80 points. The That's Grizzlies so won. Bad. The Grizzlies beat the Nets 118 to 79. Oh, 79. What's that, what's that differential? I can't do math right I can't now. Do, I can't do math. Ryan, math. Ryan, math now. Ryan, do it. Come on. That's like 49. 39. 39? Uh, Torian Torian Prince led the way with 15. Uh, Karis LeVert, just a couple nights after his 50-bomb, 14 points uh, against the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies, Tyus Jones, nope, Josh Jackson, the rejuvenated Josh Jackson. 19 points led the way. It's actually Uh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Soft J's. Soft J's. Matt Burton, breaking news! Chris Paul is wearing a turtleneck on the Thunder postgame right now. Oh, my goodness. Ah! He's he's in Detroit. It's cold up there. It is cold up there. Lose a lot of heat in the neck. some serious drip, though. Lose a lot of heat in the neck. I love that. Good for Chris. I'm Good sorry. Chris. Is he a new member to the Toronto? No, 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 no. He he's a uh, he's okay. been very active in the gang uh, throughout the season. He's done some good stuff, worn some good turtle. Nights. Chris Paul, gang member. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's very active in my gang, though. There you go. That's good. That is good. Um, the Knicks tonight. Um, the Knicks had a home game at Madison Square Garden as they normally do. Uh, Spike Lee not in attendance. I'm guessing. Well, which, I don't believe which he was. entrance did he take? <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. He should probably just make a documentary about it, honestly. He should. Yeah, he probably should. It. I, would It'd be an aw- I would watch it. I would I watch would. it. But the Jazz win uh, 112 to 104 in Madison Square Garden. Bog- Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Donovan Mitchell both had 23 to lead the way for the Jazz. And Julius Randle had 32 points and 11 rebounds. Good for Julius Randle. He's like the only guy I know in the Knicks right now, except for that new rookie guy that went to Duke. I forgot his name. Kevin Bullock. Uh, R.J. Barrett? R.J. Barrett. Barrett. The French guy. <laughs> R.J. Barrett. Christian Leitner? R.J. Barrett. Uh, the Miami Heat. Wore an R.J. Barrett. <laughs> the, the Miami good. Heat hosted the Orlando Magic tonight and got a home victory, 116 to 113. There you go, Brady. What do you want? What what the Heat do? They won. They won. Good. 116, 113. Sorry, I, I was just look, said that. Was, I was looking at this intimidating picture of Chris Paul. And look at Shay. Shay. Yeah, and Shay with short hair. They're it very intimidating. Oh, that's it's when weird. we first met him. That's what he looked like. Baby Shay. No, so the Heat ended up beating the Magic. He ended up winning. Duncan Robinson led the way with 27 points. You did, right? Had seven three-pointers in the first half. Goodness. Good for Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts over yonder. Old Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and um, Terrence Ross had 35 points. For the magic the to lead to lead the way for the magic, yes, of course. Zero point zero rebounds for Terrence Ross. What a great stat line! <laughs> get Terrence, great stat line. Get Terrence Ross out of Orlando. Come Thirty-five points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Loved, love that. A um, couple games in progress here. Uh, the Timberwolves are hosting the Chicago Bulls and are leading ninety-nine, ninety-three right now with just under seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the Pelicans are at the Mavericks tonight. Be a good one. Luca versus Zion. 
Nice. Uh, just under four minutes left in the first quarter. Pelicans are up 19-15. Um, guys, going forward, uh, who would you rather have on your team? Zion or Luca? Mm. Luca's mom. That's a- <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Gross. Turn his mic off. Wow, you you kind of broke that question with the perfect answer. No, I can't believe it. Yes, yes, thank you. That's what I do. I think I would rather have Luca on my team, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you like Slovenia. Yeah, I love Slovenians. Um, no, I think. No, not because She'll of be his in mother. She'll be in all the games. No, yes. no, no, no. I think I would rather have Luca on my team just because I think Zion is a great powerhouse, and I think that he's done some pretty phenomenal things. Obviously, he keeps getting better and better in the like very small amount of time that he's been actually playing in the NBA. Uh, however, I feel like Luca is just this dominant player who is able to lead a team. I don't think Z- Zion can ever like true stop. I get it. I'm looking at his. Pi- I see his mother. Yes, yeah, she is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is beautiful. More of that. Anyway, continuing what I said, I feel like Luca. He's a good like he's a good guy to lead a team. I think Zion. He's very. He's like obviously a great asset to a team, and he's a very powerful person when he's out there. I just don't ever see him being quite the leader of a team just because he doesn't have that kind of presence yet. He's a great basketball player, but you have to have a lot more to be a leader of a team, and I think Luca has it. Zion's too nice. Is that what you're saying? You hear that, Burton? She's, kind of. She hates Duke players. Too much of a nice no, guy. Wow. No, 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 no. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm a Tar Heel fan, but it's fine. The ceiling is the roof at North Carolina. Saying. I'm just that, saying. That turned three years old today, by the way. I know. It was great. Mm. Uh, he was, and then he shook Larry Fedora's hand, who used to be an <laughs> offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Hey. And one other game. Nine, it's about to start right now. About 10 seconds. Oh, nice. Nine, eight. Wait. No, just The Trailblazers are hosting the six. Washington Wizards tonight um, for your nightcap, which uh, will be very exhilarating for the people that are watching. Can that, I I'm yawn sure. on the radio? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Blazers and the Wizards. Ooh. Must see TV. Blazers. I'd rather watch spring Bradley training. Deal. Yeah, you know the Blazers last year, though? You wouldn't be yawning at them then. Thunder fans sure weren't. Well, Russell Westbrook tried. He tried. And failed. And failed. It's and okay. that's around the association. Thank you, Matt. Very well You're done. so welcome. There's you a lot of games going on. You know on. who else failed, Madison? Who? Your precious Jeremy Grant. Why'd you say that? <laughs> <laughs> He's in a better place now, he don't worry. He is. Worry. He's in Denver. I'd rather be in Denver sometimes, too. It's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I guess, unrelated note, did we ever find out about the gummy bears yesterday? The gummy bears that I was eating were provided by the Thunder, and they were actual gummy bears. They had nothing to do with the the cannabis or whatever it is. The cannabis. Yeah, that's popping up in Oklahoma. She's like Craig's dad on Friday. You smoking them tweeds? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just enjoying a cup full of gummy bears provided by the Thunder. Shout out to the Thunder for giving us gummy bears, among other candies, like yep. Hershey's Kisses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Anyway, let's get away from the gummy bears and back to this game. Obviously, uh, for all you Thunder fans and whoever is listening to us on the radio right now, hello. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the Detroit Pistons at 114-107. One guy we did not talk about hardly at all in the first segment, and now I kind of want to transition to him, is Chris Paul. Just because none of us decided to pick him as our player of the game, he did finish with 16 points tonight. He had 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He was 7 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 3 from the 3-point line. Chris Paul was pretty much the catalyst of this game because he got the spark going fast. He was incredibly efficient to start off the game. Him and Shea Gildas-Alexander at one point, I believe it was at like the first time out, they combined for 19 points when the Detroit Pistons as a whole had 20. It was a good look for these guys. They were doing some pretty incredible things out there. I think Chris Paul, 
has obviously been very efficient for this team all season long. However, these past few games, I've kind of noticed a little bit of a different attitude in him. And I kind of wanted to get y'all's take on this. And it's no knock on Chris Paul at all, but especially that post game following uh, last night's loss to who they lose to the Clippers. He was pretty fed up. And I think it has a lot to do with the competitor that's inside him, but it may have been some frustration with what's going on uh, on this team right now. Anyone care to uh, elaborate? I mean, yeah, like really quick, I'll, I'll stretch out the 19 point stat you brought up Madison in the first half the uh, three point guards along with Dennis Schroeder I think they uh, were they combined 15 to 17 for 37 points so you know them coming out and setting the tone early it really it, it increased their margin for error for a team that doesn't have a large margin for error in the first place no matter who they're playing against second half of back to back you want to come out and establish the presence you want to set the tone force the Pistons to basically have a guy if we're going to win it's going to be because Christian Wood doesn't miss thank God he missed for Thunder fans but I mean, no, I mean, you're exactly right, Madison. A little bit more ticked off Chris Paul the last few days, especially uh, Ryan, you were at practice with me the other day, along with Christine Butterfield. Um, short, a little little peeved. I mean, if I'm playing, if I'm a professional athlete, I mean, heck, we played flag football on Sunday. I wasn't very happy that we <laughs> lost. I can yeah. only imagine how I would act if I was a professional basketball player and I just got my ass handed to me by 47 points on TV. Like I, I wouldn't be happy either. So I think what we're seeing out of Chris Paul is just the understanding that, all right, these games are going to get more important as we go along. Everything's going to hold more significance with teams po- um, positioning for uh, Western Conference playoff seating. And this is what it takes is – the, the time for learning is over now. You need to apply like everything that you've learned from Chris Paul, the coaching that you've taken from Billy Donovan, all these young players and these inexperienced players on the Thunder. The time for learning is over. You go out there and perform because this is winning time now. Yeah, poor, poor Joe Masato, who was on the uh, business end of Chris Paul being very, very short oh, and yeah. frustrating at practice. But Joe Masato, from, Joe Masato from the Oklahoma, by the way. Oh, Chris just jumped down his throat about asking... Uh, uh, he was asking about Leon Rose, who's now the GM of the New York Knicks right. and uh, formerly Chris, now formerly Chris Paul's agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe, I basically asked, like, now that he's the GM, like, he can't be your agent, correct? And then Chris was like, well, what do you think? What do you think? He's like, has when, a GM ever been someone's agent? And it's like, well, no, but and, and I don't Joe, know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to hear you're you Chris say Paul. It. You're yeah, the president you of the tell players. Me. You're the president of the players association. You make that rule. Right. Yeah, the, then the follow-up was, uh, so what's that process look like? And Chris basically just like, I'm a big boy. I think I can handle it. Been in the league for 15 years. Just like, all right, cool. But uh, like like you said, the competitor and Chris Paul, I, I think it's just coming from a place of, A, you're in that point of the season, like you said, that it's crunch time. But it's got to be frustrating to feel like the team is taking steps backward because you knew that Chris wasn't going to be super excited coming into the season about a potential you know, repositioning, replenishing, yeah, 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 season. Refreshing. Where, yeah, where... All where, the re's. Basically, where you're catching a bunch of L's and just trying to tell the young guys, hey, don't do this, do that. Chris Paul has worked with this team. They'd gotten to a place where they were playing really great basketball, and to see it go backwards, I can imagine that is probably more frustrating than yeah. not having seen those flashes at all. So I can see why Chris Paul's a little frustrated, but, I mean, tonight, he, he started 7 of 7. He didn't miss a shot until the fourth quarter. Like, not much more you can ask out of your point guard there. Oh, hello. 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 We're here. Sorry we're here. I just, I didn't know if you were done or not. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you were back not, there sleeping. I was listening intently. Wake up. I was listening intently. If you're to watching Ryan. the Blazers and the Wizards and you fell asleep. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, no. I, this whole season for Chris Paul, you could not, you really could not have asked for it to go any better. 
for the Thunder. And the way that he's handled um, being put into the situation, uh, not being on a contender when he's 34 years old and still doesn't have a ring. I mean, these are things that uh, Chris Paul could have, you know, kind of taken his ball and kind of gone home. You know, he could have just not shown up. He could have taken both of them, too. Could, exactly. Well, <laughs> taken his basketball and uh, gone home. He said, you know, like oh that, that's, that South Park episode, you know, <laughs> guys, I'm going home. <laughs> but no, um, I, I could not be happier with the way Chris Paul has played out. I know he's frustrated right now, um, but they just got beat by the franchise's worst record and then got beat by his old team, the Clippers, who are now uh, in position to win a title now that he is not there anymore. So I think I think there's a lot of factors, um, them not playing well, which, I mean that that would make that would piss anybody off. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think kind of where maybe this I don't want to call it like tension or anything by that matter, but I kind of think where this fire in Chris Paul is coming from right now is that yeah, this is kind of a crunch time for the season. Exactly what you said, Matt. He kind of has that realization. You know, I'm not on a title contender team. I've been in the league for 15 years. Yeah, that might be frustrating in a sense. It's just. I, I have slight like reservations for all of it because I'm just like, okay, maybe this team exactly what they need. They need some they need some good reinforcement. They need good leadership. They've had that all season long. I don't want to see for the sake of Thunder fans too, I don't want to see this team dip off a little bit because things get a little too tense in the locker room because guys aren't necessarily seeing eye to eye anymore. Billy Donovan has talked all season on how important it is that these guys have had really good chemistry on and off the court. I think that's still kind of a thing for them. I really do because, you know, they have they seem to get along really well. They always seem to be in high spirits, except for obviously this kind of little stretch of basketball where they've taken some weird losses. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think with Chris Paul, he is still doing his job very well. He's still being very forceful. He's seeing those guys. He's setting them up to have good opportunities, which is what he's done all season long. And, uh, yeah, I hope it just doesn't carry into – you know, I, I'm just frustrated. I'm going to play frustrated. And we've all seen what happens when your star player, or you could call him a star player, I guess, when your star player plays a little frustrated. Russell Westbrook kind of played like that last season, and they just had some weird losses, some weird games where the chemistry wasn't there anymore. And I feel like a lot of that comes from the frustration within maybe one guy that's out there. Yeah, I got to see in chemistry, Madison. Well, I, I didn't even take chemistry in like college or anything so it's been wow. a good like seven years since i've taken chemistry wow i was a journalism major we didn't need chemistry do you not believe in chemistry madison i believe in chemistry yeah i mean like kool-aid making kool-aid is essentially chemistry am i wrong you mix sure. two things together with water i don't i don't know baking sugar Ooh, bacon. call it chemistry yep maybe i don't know chris paul and shagel Alexander, dennis schroeder they've got great chemistry that's good chemistry Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now let's talk about alchemy <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's full but... Metal Alchemist. <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. But on that note, let's go ahead and take our second break because when we come back, we're going to kind of wrap up this game. As we always do on our postgame shows, we're going to look a little bit ahead, see what the Thunder have in store because, yes, they do play again on the road on Friday and they will remain on the road for Sunday for a big matchup against the Boston Celtics. So we're going to preview those games. Kind of uh, what I said, like wrap up a little bit about this because I think we've dissected it enough. They finally got that win. They have broken that weird losing streak that they were on. It was only two games. Everyone calm down. But they kind of got back into their winning ways. Hopefully that will continue on Friday and we'll see what they can do next. But this is the Franchise Thunder First Take postgame show. We will be back to talk more with Thunder Basketball here on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. 
Last segment here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa for the Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Thank you to Mr. Matt Burton for being such an awesome producer for us and bringing us back in, keeping us from saying anything idiotic off the air, well, on the air and off the air. I mean, that's your job and you do a good job of it. Uh, shout out to Brady Trantham and Ryan Chapman for being awesome and analytical tonight, bringing us some nice fire takes on here. It's been a good one, but uh, we are about to wrap this up. Just talking the Thunder's big time win, and I say big time because guys, they really needed it, but they were able to squeak one out at one fourteen to one oh seven over the Pistons in Detroit tonight. Their first game of this three game road trip they're going on, and uh, hey, this could have gotten real ugly, but Danilo Gallinari said. Absolutely not. And in Italian. It. Yeah, and I don't speak the Italian, so uh, no, I, I don't. I, I <laughs> Is it so. just no? <laughs> no. Is it nah? Nah, son. Nah, son. And that's exactly what he said because he hit that really clutch three-pointer to pretty much seal the deal, and the Thunder did run away with this one. And they picked up their 38th win of the season, so Whoa. let's all uh, crack open a cold one and uh, celebrate the fact that they have accomplished the chase for 38. They did it, everybody. They did it. This is big time. Let's go streak. Hashtag, We're going streaking. Let's, let's, not, let's not trip and fall outside uh, where the street was broken and then not fixed promptly. Uh, uh, yeah, because I almost blow out my tires every time I try fixed. to come to and it's work. Not, and it's not like we've had a blizzard in the last two or three weeks. It's no, been we have fine not. weather. They broke the road. They're dropping in a new stoplight for no reason. And they're just going to be like, all right, see ya. That is the weirdest place for a stoplight. Like, I know it kind of gets busy here on Britain Road, but I, I maybe there's more traffic than I know of. I don't know. Maybe maybe they sent the construction crews to, like, Britain, you know, like the island. <laughs> the and they came out of Britain Road instead. Like, oh, no, we're in the wrong place. It's the wrong like, Britain. Oh, it's just mediocre Britain. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yes. God, great, great Britain. Great Britain. <laughs> just no. kidding. I used to live there. I love it. I've never been there. I've been into the airport. And that's it. Where else in Europe have you been, Madison? Italy. Oh, <laughs> oh Danilo gone. Our connection, right there. Yeah, no, that was uh, right there. That was a long time ago, and I did not know. I was a different person. I was. That was a different time in my life, guys. Come on. Yeah, been to good old, good old Italian. The boot. You gave I'm him, into the boot. Yeah, you gave him the boot. That's oh for sure. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, before we put the clamps on this one, we are going to listen to that sound bite that we all love so much because we got to talk some stats real quick. And Matt Burton, take us away. Cover your ears in three, two, one. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. set up this whole stat cat thing and I didn't even really uh, I don't even have one I didn't even really prepare a stat and oh, that's really no. bad on my part so would anybody else like to go first while Madison racks her brain for a good 30 seconds no and, we're gonna sit here in silence until you no, find this, one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then I'm gonna get a call Think from our it. powerful person of Randy Hyatt saying that there's dead air and it, no it's just Madison not knowing what the heck she's doing so think uh, about what she did would anyone else like to go first? Uh, the 58 points in the paint because, oh, I'm sorry. Ryan, when there are 5,000 people on the show, we're probably going to pick, you know, you know, that's why you got to go first. But anyway, yep. the, the points in the paint discrepancy, uh, if the Thunder were going to come out after two disappointing losses on the second night of the back-to-back on the road, and they're going to get a victory. They had to just do all the simple things. They had to do all the easy things. And I say easy in quotations because it's not easy to do all this stuff in the league. 
Um, but you had to set the tone early. Getting into the paint with the three guards, like I said, the uh, 15 to 17 shooting combined, a lot of that was in the paint. Uh, Steve Nabs did some damage a little bit early. Nolan Noel had some buckets. Um, even Danilo Gallinari had a what is considered a dunk, but if you watched it live, you know that's just a power layup, you know, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> it still results in two points. The Thunder being able to get easy buckets early on in the first Oh, about 35 minutes of this game. Set the tone, gave them the margin fair that they ultimately needed to get the victory on the road. Piggybacking yeah. off of that. No, you can't piggyback. You have to pick a completely different one. <laughs> Piggybacking off of that, the Thunder only took 25 threes, something I like to see. Not Madison, I'm, Madison. You, you. This is what I get. You this is what up. I get. This is why I piggybacked. Yeah. O- only took 25 threes, did a good job. Uh, once, once their first option broke down, they didn't just settle for a... A mediocre three and jack it up. They they worked the ball around, worked back the inside outside game. So piggybacking off of what Brady said, only took twenty five threes. The recipe to get back on track when you are the most efficient mid range shooting teams, or one of the most efficient mid range shooting teams in the league. Piggybacking off of that, I like piggies. <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback off of Ryan a little bit because it kind of is in the same sense. Yes, it's under. They did not take as many threes, but I do want to say, I said this in a previous post-game show just because I think that they have done a good job of forcing teams to resort to this in like a panic mode. And uh, the Detroit Pistons tonight took 43 attempts from deep. And I think that was such a thing. I said this about the uh, San Antonio Spurs a week ago, and that's how they were actually able to beat the Thunder earlier on in the season. But uh, the Detroit Pistons tonight, they decided to go real far behind the three-point line a lot tonight. They only made 18 out of 43, and I think that was kind of a desperate attempt because they really wanted to uh, outperform the Thunder tonight. Obviously, I think they got a little too excited there in the fourth quarter because, yes, they did have a great 16-point comeback. Obviously, they kind of thought, hey, we could actually take this win away from Oklahoma City here at the last minute. And so they started chunking up a lot of bad threes, and that's why their numbers got so high so 18 to 43 from Detroit, that is a positive effect on the Thunder because I think they really made, they kind of forced them to take those kinds of shots uh, because their confidence got too high. And uh, Oklahoma City said no. Nah, and they were able to actually guard the perimeter pretty well tonight. I really don't have a stat other than <laughs> the Thunder other got than, the win. Yeah, other than the Thunder uh, won. Matt, read, read the free throws. Man, it was, hey, that was this a is a one. bad look. This is a bad look for my free throws. They won. They won. While shooting 70.6% from the free throw line. But you know what helps that out is my stat cat, the 61.3% they shot from the field. Nice. There you go. If you shoot 61% from the field, (laughs) uh, you're going to win most games. Even if it's ugly. Made the free throws down the stretch, though. That's what, they did. That's what matters. They did what Dennis, OU, did what Dennis was 7 for 7. So Now, Steven Adams missed three of them. That he was missed exactly. on one that free throw so exchange. Bad. He got a rebound late at the end of the what third quarter, third quarter. or the end, or halftime. halftime. Third, or third, third quarter. Third yeah. quarter. And then tried to do a full court heave, you know, like a football. And then he got fouled. Thon they had to review Maker. it. Yeah, Thon Maker did it. They had to review it. They review they came to the conclusion that he was in the act of shooting, so they gave him three free throws, much to Dwayne Casey's dismay. He was angry. He was livid. And then Steven missed all three of he them. Not only did he them. miss all three of them, but coming back from the break, the Thunder had they had gotten three points subtracted because <laughs> Terrence Ferguson shot one and it was deemed a shot clock. It's violation. a six point swing. <laughs> yeah, six point swing right there. Wow. Six points gone tough in the blink of an eye. That's a tough break for the Thunder. But yeah. guys, any final thoughts on this game before we wrap it up? 
No, let's just wrap her nope, up. Nope, let's just wrap her up. All right, guys, this has been the Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Bye-bye. Like we said, well, hang on, Brady. Like we said, the Oklahoma City Thunder did defeat the Detroit Pistons 114-107. to They will be back in action on Friday in Manhattan against the New York Knicks. And that game actually is set for 6.30, so that's a weird game. But uh, we will be here having you covered uh, here on The Franchise. So please stick with us. And like we said, we'll see you on Friday. Thank you so much.